Being smart is not enough. I was checking an interview of Ty Lopez and he mentioned something interesting. And it's like if you check most of the billionaires, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Bernard, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, the, the guy from Gucci and all those fancy brands. If you check, all those guys have like a high IQ. But at the same time, not all the people who are smart or have like a high IQ have money. So the question is maybe the formula is not complete. Maybe the IQ is just one of the factors. Therefore, the question goes, what are the other factors? And also, can we increase our IQ? We are going to check all that on this episode. After that, as you know, always Uncle Balta want to offer you bonus advice. So I'm going to share a podcast of Ed Milet of how to reduce stress levels. And to wrap this, pod this podcast, I want to introduce to you some uh, T-Pain wisdom. T-Pain is kind of a rapper, but also a philosopher. So there is a lot of things that we can learn from him. Before I start, I want to say thanks to the sponsor, as always, to me, inglesparacholos.com. If you want to take your life to the next level, if you are tired of going to the university or the prostitute and don't learn shit, you can go to inglesparacholos.com and also please spread the word. Tell the people to go to Uncle Balta. By the way, I'm going to take like a two days break of podcast, so this is going to be the last podcast of the week. And maybe next week the podcast will be uh, released, the next one, on Tuesday. So time to get started. The first thing that is kind of a trait of rich people or, or, or really wealthy people is that they have high energy levels. And this has a name. It's called hypomania. What it means that since they wake up, it's like they have double or triple the amount of energy than most of the people. That's why they can do a lot of stuff. The question is, this is genetical. There are people that have more energy levels than others. But the question goes, can we increase our energy levels? And the answer is yes. First, by reducing all the bullshit. And you know what is the bullshit. I need to tell you again, right? Uh, playing video games at the end of the day, uh, spending time on social media at the end of the day is going to destroy your sleeping pattern. You're not going to rest. And then the next day you will feel like shit. Also, I would say that there are a lot of thoughts, pensamientos, that drain our energy. We need to understand what are those thoughts that drain our energy? remembering bad situations, thinking about stuff that we cannot control, all those shit takes our energy away. So we need to take care of our uh, focus and our energy. So that's why only, only laser focus in the things that make sense. And for that, I have a technique that is called the highlights. That I mentioned this uh, technique here. Try to have like three or four important activities per day and laser focus your energy on those tasks. And the rest of the day, try to be as relaxed as possible. Any bad interaction, try to just reset it fast. You know, for example, your neighbor unleashed his dog and he tried to, to fight your dog. Okay, you know, what's a bad moment? Okay, let's kick that shit out. Don't try to remember the bad stuff. And also, if you want to have high energy levels, I would say like a huge technique is always be moving your body. If you are stuck in the same office for hours, you are going to feel tired. That's why people who try to do everything from home, work at home, uh, study at home, do exercise at home, they are tired all the time. And I can tell you that by experience. I had a situation. So you always want to every one hour or two hours go out or go to a different space. So you feel that you have more energy to continue, to keep going. That is the first one. The second factor or feature is the IQ. The question is, can we become smarter? And to answer that question, we can ask another question. How can we become dumber? ¿Cómo nos podemos volver más tontos? And the answer is easy, by consuming dumber content and by surrounded with dumber people. 
Therefore, if you want to increase your IQ, try to pay attention to content that actually is applicable to your life. Content that is really going to benefit you in some way. And as I always mention, people love to follow the farandula. People love to follow other people's life, the market, the stock market, Bitcoin, the economy, the politics, whatever. But you know, that thing, if you cannot take some of that wisdom and apply it to your daily life, you are just wasting your time. So pay attention to content that increase your value. Surround yourself with people that increase your value. And also try to have some process that force you to express your ideas because you want to connect the dots, what we call the mental masturbation. People love to do mental masturbation, put information, load, load it, load it, load it. Yeah, but you need to connect the dots. And there are two simple ways to do it. By explaining your wisdom to other people. You can do it in podcasts in the way that I'm doing. If you are like shy to do podcasts, you can just write it and put it on a blog or you can tell it to other people. But it's important that you transmit the information and the wisdom to other people because if you just do it for yourself, it's not the same. Eventually, you're going to be bored of doing, of doing it and also you can become lazy because when you have to explain things to other people, now you pay attention to details. I, I have to be clear because I want the other person to understand. But if you just do it for yourself, you are not going to connect the dots in the same way. So that is a little a tip to increase your IQ. Let's go to a third tip, and it's like wealthy people are good in sales. If you check um, Mark, uh, Mark Cuban, uh, the same Elon Musk, all the people, all these people had a position as a seller before, and they are still sellers this day. Even Warren Buffett is a seller. People believe that he's a, a, a investor. No, he's really a seller. So how can you sell, how can you learn sales by doing the process? It's like riding a bicycle. You need to do the process. It's, it's true that you can study, you can apply some techniques, but you need to do. If you're not doing, there's no way you can uh, boost your skills, increase your skills. How can you start? You can start by just selling your old stuff that you have in your house. I was talking yesterday with my training partner with my training partner, Cater, and he said that he loved to, to buy equipment for his computer, but he has a problem. He's a hoarder. What is a hoarder? A person that holds things for, for too much time. So he loved to buy things for his computer, for his PC, but he don't like to sell the old stuff, and we have to do it. It's like nothing can come to our house if we don't sell something first. Um, that is a nice way to start making money. Sell the things that you don't use. And I have a rule. If I don't use something or I don't use in a consistent basis something for more than six months, I will sell it. That's why I sold my puticleta. I was not using it. So sell the things that you don't use that often. You can also buy things that you always buy, but buy in bulk. Um, just to give you a case. For example, if I want to, to, to buy a supplement that I want that supplement for me, I will buy, instead of buying 10 units, I buy 30 units. I sell 20 units and I keep the other 10. Now, what happens if I can't sell? Nobody want to buy? Okay, I still have the 30 units that I can use. So that is an interesting way to start with zero or low risk is buy a lot of, of things that you will use anyway and try to sell the rest. If you can sell some and make a margin, make a profit, uh, you are creating an arbitrage and now you are making money. So, so far we have sell the stuff that you don't need, buy in book the things that you will need anyway, and just an extra to, to wrap this part is sell exotic things. Sometimes we have a relative that is coming from a trip from other country and you can ask, please, can you buy these things from that country that is exotic? You bring exotic stuff here to Peru, 
take a video of that, upload it to your WhatsApp stage, to your Instagram stories, you will be surprised how many people want to buy. What happened these days is that it's not that there is no money. There's a lot of money. That's, that's why we have inflation. What happened is that people are wasting their money in anything that is like cool or exotic. So if you have also exotic things, you will be sure that somebody else is going to be willing to buy. And whenever you sell something, this is the last part of the selling advice, is, okay, you close the sale as the person. What else do you, know, you, do you need? Because this person also have other necessities. And maybe you can also fulfill the other necessities and now you can make a higher ticket per customer. The next tip, so far we have like three tips, is the, the number four is that they are always present. They have what they call conscientiousness. What a word, right? Conscientiousness. When you are present, you pay attention to detail. You have what we call pattern recognition. Most of the people, they are distracted. I can tell you, people don't pay attention to shit these days. The only thing that they do, people, is their cell phone, their smartwatch, and their AirPods. That's the only shit that they understand. That's why uh, politicians are taking over the whole fucking country, because people don't pay attention. But um, when you have pattern recognition, you can kind of predict the future, because you see what is coming. I can give you one that is strong now. If you follow the news, you know that Bitcoin is, is like almost $60,000 by this time. Maybe it's going to go up in value, maybe not, who knows. But there is something that is kind of already happening. Is that the world needs a way to trade between countries uh, with less commissions. Now, if you want to send money, you can use PayPal, but it's so fucking expensive. You can use Visa, but it's also expensive, especially for a small amount of money. So there's going to be a technology, maybe it will be Bitcoin with the lighting system, or maybe it will be parallel methods. But eventually, there's going to be a way to send a small amount of money. And when I say a small amount of money, I'm not talking about $1, even like $20 is expensive to send, to send it nowadays. So there's going to be a technology that will allow us to receive amount of money for little jobs, for little gigs. Therefore... In the future, the market is not going to be the country, it's going to be the world. And now it's something like that, but it's going to be exponentially in the future. So the question goes like this. How can you create a digital offer of what you are offering right now? For example, if I sell supplements, how can I create a digital offer of the supplements? Maybe audiobooks, videos, something that is digital that I can sell to other countries. Whatever you do, try to create a digital format of that. And sometimes I have people, for example, um, uh, I have a, a friend of mine that he's a urologo, I would say it in Spanish. He's a urologo. So he tells me, Jose, how can I put the finger in other people's ass? <laughs> and I told him, you don't need to do that. You can teach other urologos of how to do the thing and sell an audiobook or a to-do list of how to do the process. So you can sell to your customers or you can sell also to, to your peers uh, how to do the process that you are already doing. So... You can make money by selling the skill or by teaching how to do the skill, just to give you an idea. And just one extra pattern that I would like to dissect here. Everybody is talking about the migration in US, but what people are not analyzing is that, yes, it's true that these, these uh, Latinos in US, now they are, many of them are poor. Some people are, are paying their bills, but eventually in five years, 10 years, these people are going to have money. 
and they will prefer to buy, there is a high chance because many of these Latinos are not going to learn English. You, you know, like Latinos that go to US, you will be surprised. Many of them, they never learn English because they keep talking between them, but they make some dollars. So they will have money. So that is going to be also a big market for, for us, the other Latinos that we are still in South America or Central America. So the Latino market in U.S. is going to be huge. And not only U.S., also the Latino market in Europe, the Latino market in Australia. Many Latinos are going to other countries, but they still crave buying things from their own people. So that is be present. The next tip is they, are, they have low agreement. What is low agreement? That they know how to say no. Sometimes you, you need to say no. Um, the school taught us, society taught us that it's good to always try to be agreed. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But if, especially when we are talking about money, when we are having negotiation, you need how to stop the train. Please don't, <laughs> don't keep taking advantage of me. And rich people have that thing. It's like they know how to differentiate friendship from negotiation. And many people uh, lose money because their friends take advantage of them. How many people you know that they are freelancers and the friends, please, can you make me this favor? Un favorcito, una consultita. And I understand that you can help people that, you know, are in your team, that you are fighting together, you are working together. But people that just look for you for a favorcito after years of not talking to you, that doesn't make sense. So be careful with that. And also, if you are trying to promote your personal brand, be careful with the, what I call the, the online beggars. There are a lot of online beggars that, please, una consultita fitness sometimes. No, no, I don't do consultitas. I just sell stuff. That's why when I tell people to go to my WhatsApp, it's just to buy my things. By the way, más 51-9890-23-986. If you want to buy my stuff, you can go to my personal WhatsApp. Supplements, English para cholos, or the audiobooks. Let's go to the, to the last one. Is They are risk takers. And these risk takers, I would say, is connected to be present. When you are present, you can spot patterns and you can spot opportunities. But just by spotting the opportunity is not enough. You need to take the risk. There are opportunities, and I learned this during quarantine. For example, uh, when I saw the crisis of the fertilizers. I saw the crisis of the fertilizers coming uh, at the beginning of the 2020. So I started to... to to have my words, mi gusanos, for the people who remember, right? Yeah, the fertilizers was a good chance, but that was not in my area of expertise. So something that I learned is you need to find the opportunities that are within your area of expertise and go balls deep. For example, I upload an ad to Facebook or Instagram. I see that the ad is performing, it's having results. Long time ago, I would oh, just leave the ad there. No, no. If it's performing, let's put more money because the shit is bringing customers. So squeeze the thing that is giving results to you and also try to find always asymmetric results. That's something that Tony Robbins told us in a previous book. It's like, try to invest in things that are going to give you 5x or 10x your investment. If you lose the money, yeah, you lose just your investment. But if you make money, you make five times, third times. The only way to find these asymmetric investments is by taking the time to pay attention to patterns, do research, and also take the risk. You have to take the risk. Um, just to wrap this part, with, with this, we are going to wrap the first part of the podcast that being smart is not enough. But I will, I will tell you that if you want to take risk, you need to be a contrarian. When everybody is saying something, but you understand that, hey, this doesn't make sense. For example, 
This happened with Bitcoin. I remember when Bitcoin was in $17,000, I bought it in $17,000. I was like, oh, this is weird. Why Bitcoin is going down if each time we have more fiat currency? That doesn't make sense. Do we have like a parallel Bitcoin? That was my question. Is there a technology that can mimic the idea of Bitcoin? And I couldn't find out. So, okay, let's try to put some money. I only invest $1,500 because the rest of my money was invested on my business. But that investment so far is paying off. Is I'm having good returns. So always try to be a contrarian. When everybody's saying something, but your knowledge and your guts tell you the opposite, try to follow your, your instinct. Of course, you need to be informed. With this, we are going to wrap this first part of the podcast for the people that want to continue. Now I'm going to give you some golden nuggets of Ed Milet of how to control your stress level. But before continuing, friendly reminder, if you want to buy supplements, you can go to josevalta.com instead of going like huevonazo to the supplement store and buy your creatine, your glutamine and your, your, your cojudin. You can buy real supplements and real drugs that are going to increase, improve your muscle development. And also, if you want to have the wisdom and also learn English and really learn English, not, not like going to the, to the prostitute and pretend like you know English, you can go to inglesparacholos.com. Let's talk about Ed Milet. He said, if you want to reduce stress levels, you need to focus on the inputs, not on the outputs. Interesting. Many people, for example, they have a love handle. Tienen un rollo. They have the love handle. And they start to get stressed. Oh, I have a love handle. Estoy gordo. What am I going to do? You already have the love handle. By thinking the love handle is not going to disappear. So let's focus in the process, in the inputs. For example, going to the gym five times per week, just two meals per day. Maybe one day you can have one meal per day to reduce even more your calories. And with that, you are going to reduce that love handle. You focus now in the process, not in the outputs. So now all your energy go to do as best as possible each part of the process. And when I say as best as possible is if you go to the gym, put intensity. I can tell you less than 5% of the people, maybe even less that I see at the gym, they really work out. Most of the people, they are just, you know, pretending that they are doing exercise. I see people at the gym that they wait more than 10 minutes for a machine. Oh, the machine is busy. Okay, I will wait 10 minutes scrolling their cell phone instead of just grab, just grab some dumbbells. For example, you are waiting for the rack to do squats. Okay, if you are waiting for the rack, you can be doing a lunges while you are waiting. The same happens with bench press. If the bench press is full, especially in some jeans that there are not many benches, you can start doing push-ups on the floor while you are waiting. So you really have intensity. Many people are missing that in their workouts. If we are talking about diet, pay attention, be present, something that we mentioned before. If you are going to a reunion, there is a high chance that they are going to offer you shitty food, bad food. They are going to offer you el pollito con arroz. No, es pollito con arroz. That's healthy. No, because that pollito is fried. Está frito. And that rice is not good if you want to burn fat. So my trick is this. Most of the reunions are usually on Sunday, especially the family ones. I know that it's very difficult for me to find a good diet. So I tell my family, oh, that day I'm doing fasting. <laughs> That's my way to say. It. So everybody eats. And when I come back home, I eat there. Or maybe if I'm going to eat with them, I only eat the pollito that I know that is going to be free. Okay, what the fuck? But I don't eat the rice. So paying attention to details and paying attention to the process and do it with intensity. So focus in the input. That is going to reduce a lot of your stress. 
The second one is something that is the first time that I hear about it, and it's called the emotional home. They say that, well, according to Ed Milet, he said that we have like our emotional home and we have like a GPS to, to go back to that uh, home. In the same way that we have like a drunk GPS, un GPS de borracho, that you can be drunk, but I don't know how you come back to your house, like your, your natural GPS. We also have like a GPS for our emotional home. And what it means is that if our emotional home is being happy, we will try to find reasons to be happy. If our emotional home is to have anxiety, we will, will create reasons to have anxiety. So whenever you are feeling in a way that maybe you don't like it, ask yourself, what home am I looking for? Am I looking for the happy emotional home or for the sad or anxiety emotional home? And if you see that you are going in the wrong direction, is what do I need to think about to go to the right home? You need to have what MLS calls anchors, happiness anchors. What is an anchor, for example? And thinking about my dog. Thinking about my dog made me happy. Thinking about how my dog always tried to look for me to, so I can, I can walk him out, that made me happy. Thinking about my mother, thinking about the people that approached to me. Yesterday, a guy approached to me at the gym and he thanked me for my last video that I talked about my first jobs in my life and how sometimes like shitty jobs or jobs that doesn't pay you that much money taught you a lot of wisdom. You acquire a lot of wisdom. Sometimes you don't get money, but you, you acquire wisdom. So that guy, that guy told me, thank you for that. And that also is a happiness anchor that I have. So I, I love to store these happy moments because they give me a strength for future situations. And also, at the same time, we need to know how to reset the bad moments. Many people, uh, this, this is a phrase from T-Pain. And by the way, we are going to wrap with T-Pain. But remember this phrase of T-Pain. Sometimes you don't have a bad day. You just had five minutes. But you kept talking about those five minutes during the rest of the day. And you destroy your day. So that is important. Now, I just mentioned T-Pain, and I want to mention three or four wisdom nuggets, and we are going to wrap the podcast with that. For the people that are still here, <laughs> by the way, for the people that are still here, honestly, I love to record this podcast because uh, they allow me to have customers, in English, Paracholos, but also it's a way, as I mentioned, to connect the dots. It's like, I believe that if you don't explain something, you forget it. You really want to reinforce every nugget. Whenever you have something, hey, that is good shit. You need to share it. So here we go. First is don't do excuses, do solutions. That is a good mentality. Many people, oh, I'm afraid of this. Oh, this is a problem. Oh, that is fucked up. Yes, but what is the solution? Where is the solution or who has the solution? That is the question. Always there will be a, a way to do it. The other one is we need to deload activities. And he said that when you start, you start working for a company, a nine to five, a nine to six. Okay. That's how you start. But eventually you start offering your services as a freelancer. Now, what do you need? You need to run ads on social media, run ads on Google or wherever you want to run ads to bring more customers. So now you are using your money to bring customers to yourself. Then you have a lot of customers. Hey, I need an assistant, someone that take the calls, someone that clean the WhatsApp. I need a person that do the basic stuff and then I can do just the complex stuff of my activities. Uh, and by the way, that happened in all the professions. In all the professions, there are activities that are very repetitive, but there are slightly activities. And you will see this with, with doctors and many people that they have their assistants to do, you know, the basic stuff and they do just the core activity. That's 
what we need to do, deload the activities that are repetitive and do the high performance tasks that only we can do. And something extra that he mentioned, the fact that you are good in something doesn't mean that you have to do it all the time. And also, if you are good in something, it doesn't mean that you cannot leverage. You, you can leverage if you are good in something. This guy, T-Pain, he has a good voice. But even though he has a good voice, he used autotune. And by the way, he was one of the first person to use autotune in a massive scale. And people hate him for that. Eh? You are shitting on the system. And he said, no, I'm using technology. And that's true. Always, whatever you do, even especially if you are good in something, how can I use technology to leverage that thing that I am already doing? If you are good and you leverage, you are going to do excellent now. That's what you want to do. And the last thing that he mentioned that really, really caught my attention is please don't become a rapper battle boy. What is a rapper battle boy? It's like, remember Eminem in the, in the 8 Mile movie? They are rapping, no? They are talking shit to the other. Hey, you are this piece of shit. Oh, I fucked your mother. Your mother did this. I fucked your girlfriend. Yeah, that is cool. We everybody, hey, buddy, we clap the people that are doing that. Oh, yeah, we love how people talk shit uh, of the other people. But the question is, how many times do we buy music or do we go to concerts of these battle rappers? Almost none. Pitbull, the rapper Pitbull, he used to be one battle rapper before. And people say that he used to be a freestyle rapper until someone told him that freestyle is free. It's better to have paid style. So that takes us to the last part of this podcast. And is if you are going to put your energy, put it, your energy in things that give you money or things that reinforce your brand. Of course, sometimes here and there we can do like funny stuff just to create awareness that we exist, you know, like, like a, maybe a joke that we upload to social media or a meme or whatever. But that is just for awareness. That those are not things that takes our energy. If we are going to spend our energy and time, you know, especially in a constant basis, let's try to do things that really move the needle. And moving the needle is or making more money or building our brand or acquiring skills. Those three things. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. As you know, this is going to be the last podcast of the week. Maybe next podcast will be on, on Tuesday. So if you are new here, you can go to anklebalta.com, anklebalta.com is going to send you to my WhatsApp channel where you can check previous episodes. And also, uh, if you want to work with me, you can send me a WhatsApp to my number, más 51 98 90 23 986.